गाइस वेलकम टू द ऑल न्यू सीजन ऑफ वन थिंग्स पॉडकास्ट व्हिच इज नाउ थॉटकास्ट आई हैव विद मी मानिक अरोड़ा एंड वेंकी हरिहरन फ्रॉम द टीम मानिक इज माय कोफाउंडर एंड वेंकी इज वन ऑफ द फाउंडिंग मेंबर्स एट वन थिंग एंड आल्सो अ यूएक्स लीड टुडे इन दिस रूम वी आर गोइंग टू डिस्कस समथिंग around ux which is slightly controversial slightly on the edge uh, but it is very important and get gets missed a lot of times we are here to talk about ethical ux and uh, i believe that as designers it's our responsibility to take ethical ux into consideration and you know own uh, own the experience in a very ethical manner when once we are delivering it or once we are researching it in through during the entire process uh, what what we have realized is as designers uh, knowingly or unknowingly we end up uh, you know conducting practices which can result into manipulative or you know very persuasive ux that might not be in uh, users interest and how uh, in this discussion we want to bring out those uh, touch points with users and how uh, as as designers we can design responsibly and take care of such things in the in the ux process uh, manik and venki i mean we we've, we've designed uh, hundreds of products together yeah. uh, what do you guys think uh, you know when it comes to you know trying to balance ux with uh, you know business objective or compliance objectives where do you see you know that line kind of uh, you know diverging towards i think first thing is uh, as you said it's very critical for designers to now think about ethical ux and it, it's because us as designers we design what people do yeah. right when they spend their time we design it for them what people should do right and we, it's a we don't know it maybe but it's a huge responsibility and right. power right. that we have right. and which is why i mean it's critical and crucial today to talk about uh, ethical right ways. yeah i mean not to forget the fact that our whole practice is based on <clears throat> mapping user psychology mapping their behavior right and having them sort of work on the product based on those little maps that we've created for their behavior right yeah. so it's very easy to sort of you know be manipulative about your practices and manipulative about the way the product runs for the user right so absolutely this is something that's very critical at this juncture right yeah right. and it's not been discussed a lot it's not being taught a lot yeah right. absolutely right i think that's that's a very good point it's not being taught at all in fact that yeah. you know how to be ethical as a designer so everyone talks about how to design but like yeah. everyone talks about how to design ethically sustainably yeah. in a way that it benefits both the business and the user right right yeah, yeah. Okay. so you know what what we observed is i mean you know digital media is growing at a very rapid pace especially you know post pandemic era uh, more and more users are coming on to digital platform accessing information doing transactions and every every kind of thing that you know they did in a physical world is now getting uh, replicated on uh, digital platforms right now there are a lot of new set of users that are coming on onto uh, uh, digital platforms right yeah. uh, i think i would say these are one of the users probably my mother probably my parents you know people in the yeah. tier three cities they have no idea uh, or maybe they are too new to digital platform yeah. right yeah there uh, you know i think it becomes a very uh, i think it becomes like a social responsibility that we have as designers where we guide them in a way which right. does not make them do things that they would not have done otherwise you know and uh, how how do you how do you how do you take care of that how do you bring that equation uh into the design process i mean 
How do you do there that? Is, there is a very, very thin line between uh, <coughs> persuasion and manipulation which is done for something good for the user right. and something which is done for purely business objectives. Right, right. right. So that's where you go wrong. I mean, uh, if you see now, uh, for an example, right, WhatsApp, you gave an example of our mom and dad, right? right? Our parents believe everything that's there on WhatsApp. Right. 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 They treat it as gospel. They believe in anything and everything there. Absolutely. It's called WhatsApp University. Yeah. <laughs> so even though WhatsApp has brought that forwarded kind of a small thing, but it's too small, too kind of, uh, it goes unnoticed. Absolutely. And I would say that I think it doesn't even deliver what it means, what it should. Yeah. Yeah. Just forwarded. Yeah. And yeah. what does it not mean? I mean, anything can be forwarded. Fake yeah. or real, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think, um, I mean, you know, bringing it back to the design aspect of things, you know, uh, we already have those practices in place, right. having the right kind of labels, having the right kind of verbiage right. that talks about what you're getting into. Right. right, right. It's just a matter of telling them how to get out of it as well. And I think that's where a lot of businesses sort of fail. Right. Either consciously or unconsciously, you know, I think we were discussing about uh, subscription models uh, right. a little earlier as well about right. how you know like it's very easy to get into a subscription model but it's very difficult to get out of one Absolutely. right yeah. but if you were to make sure that that loop was easy then I don't think we would be here discussing uh, how to be ethical because that's right. one of the key concerns of course right yeah go ahead see our, our design methods how we've been taught yeah. we've been taught to understand users needs understand business needs to yeah. get capabilities and design absolutely we're not taught and it's not even a process to think of the implication of this solution right. 10 years down the line. Right. What if it grows like huge? Right. Yeah. Right. Aaj to hai. It's right. 10, 100,000 users. Exactly. If it grows to let's say a billion users, yeah, the I mean, impact exactly. is right. huge. Right. I mean, even six figures, one million users, that's the size of a small country. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're basically affecting change through these people. A million right. users is yeah. not just about a million users. It's about everyone around them as well. And then that's how that grows. So either you can grow it as an ethical, sustainable model and a product, or you can make it into a virus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there are many uh, nameable and unnameable products today. Yeah. that have followed that model where they have been on the other side of that equation and completely disrupted in the you know the worst possible way right. the way that we interact with products right yeah. we were talking about these different types of uh, manipulation anything which is not done on the face told on the face is dark yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. goes under the table in absolutely right so Imagine GoDaddy, for example, right? right. Um, even though not a lot of people use it, but there is, it's a huge product with right, a lot right. of users. A very clear example I see there is they add things to your cart without letting you know. You don't choose what is in your cart, yeah. they choose it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, this is, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, as, as you said, I mean, again, business objectives, exactly. a lot of design decisions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where I think this discussion is being led towards and how much onus and how much, when does the designer put their foot down, boss? 
this yeah. this piece yeah. I own this is something to do with human experience and not uh, business objective because ultimately what matters is longevity of a brand and not short term goals exactly. and I think that's where uh, businesses also need to understand that you know designers don't just bring in screens and visual delight but they bring in brand loyalty exactly right? so that's exactly. where yeah that's where we miss out on yeah uh, Venki you know you've been part of so many research projects as well uh, you know you know, during that process, have you felt that to a certain set of uh, audience or a certain uh, set of users, you've all you've you know jumped with a pre-notion, uh, or you yes. jumped or you jumped with uh, a preconceived uh, you know rule book in your head that this absolutely. this user might behave like that, uh, but and it turned out to be absolutely. you know completely different. Yeah, had you designed a product in that manner, would have been a disaster. Absolutely. Why did you throw some light on that? Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, one of the key products that we've done in the past, which you know now uh, is one of our favorite ones to talk about. Yeah, why do you name it? Right. So local. It uh, when we were in the research phase, and I think that's exactly where ethics needs to begin. The research right. phase. Local is a product built for local language uh, news and classified users, right? In tier two and tier three cities. And as soon as we thought about tier two, tier, tier three cities, we just you know we were on the assumption that you know how much can they be tech savvy? Like you know how much do they know about this right, world? Right. And we jumped in with that notion. Right. But thank God for process, right? Thank God for an ethical process of user research right. that you know informed us that these people know way more than we initially thought, right? right? And they are actually actively using uh, their devices to do pretty much everything that we do. Right, Maybe yeah. something even more sometimes, yeah. right? So, and I think that is where uh, it comes into play as well. Bias in terms of your user personas, mm. that also plays a major part in being unethical. Of course. Right? And yeah. I think local really broke that notion for us. Right, that's great. Yeah. See, that's with local especially, that was an even bigger responsibility that we had because yeah. these people who we are building for are more susceptible to dark patterns. Right? Absolutely. We can still identify, yeah. we can yeah. still kind of sway away from them. Right. But yeah. if you put a dark pattern in front of them, they may go through it. Absolutely. Right. right. And I think it ties back to what you were saying about, you know, affecting change within like a hundred thousand or a million people these are the next billion users yeah exactly, right? exactly. to the point where uh, big big name players bill and melinda gates foundation google uh, facebook all of these guys are coming together to sort of uh, help them get into tech in a sustainable fashion yeah, yeah. and i think that is you know what we are discussing here is that they are also doing their part in trying to bring in that ethics right. into the new set of users because right. abhi tak jo ho gaya it's no, it's a little difficult to sort of uh, you know break down that change that has happened. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple of more examples. I, th these are very interesting. Examples. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. So why don't we start with Netflix? We were talking about. Right, Netflix. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always a favorite topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bane of my weekends, right? <laughs> no, so th there's a reason that uh, you spend so much time on that. Now, we were talking about dark patterns. We are talking about, you know, making things uh, sustainable, ethical. Now, Netflix has gone the other direction entirely in that regard, right? Uh, Netflix first, let's talk about, like, the way that they label all of their content. Movies, TV shows have preset labels. Right, of course. You have crime, you have romantic comedy, you have comedy, Thriller, yeah. you have genres and subgenres. None of that shows up on Netflix, at least not in the first five, ten scrolls. You have things like crime-worthy binge, binge dramas. Right. So is it crime or is it drama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't, you don't know. You don't know these things. Because yeah. they, that's 
done so that you can just keep scrolling. Yeah. You're there the entire time just scrolling and increases their time on the product. There is a reason they say that their biggest competitor is sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But, but I think what I've realized is, I mean, we've been using Netflix for uh, so many years and I think last year especially. Uh, because of pandemic, yeah. I mean, there was nothing oh, yeah, else absolutely. to do. But what I, what I realized is, I spend more time on Netflix finding what to watch than what I'm watching. watching right? yeah. Exactly. So, so exactly. I'm I'm being driven towards immense amount of decision making that I end up watching the same shows or movies that I've actually watched before because yeah. I don't know why. Right. Exactly. You know, and there, yeah. there is a reason for that. There is so. Firstly, they play on your decision fatigue. Right. Yeah. They want you to be fatigued by, yeah. by your decision making process. Then they show you these big trailers that covers. If you're watching it on TV, yeah. it's half your TV is covered yeah. with that trailer. So you're just watching these moving pictures, moving images, yeah. the things that we do to keep babies from crying, right? Put on some, you know, moving images and pictures. Yeah. That's exactly what we're doing to ourselves. Yeah. And we're training ourselves like that. And then uh, we were discussing about how they don't give you the time to choose between episodes, right? Like how... Uh, they don't ask you. They don't yeah. ask you. They, they don't care for the decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make you watch it for the whole night yeah. without yeah. asking. Exactly. Like exactly. After four hours, they ask you, are you still watching? <laughs> I mean, man. Uh, Maybe. Uh, is your brain not fried yet? <laughs> but yeah, that's Exactly, true. that's true. And then if they don't give you enough time to make that decision. Yeah. And that actually directly ties into, this is what we were talking about, you know, psychology that that's, directly ties yeah. into uh, your Doherty threshold, which, which says that there is, uh, if the system and the user have less than 400 milliseconds between interactions. Right. It makes for a functional interaction. Yeah. Right. And Netflix plays on that. Right. Right. Yeah. It right. plays on that tool and just plays you the next episode. Yeah. And then suddenly you're just, you know, caught in a loop of not having to make a decision. <laughs> <at all. laughs> exactly. No, I mean, you know, if you actually see, uh, you know, all digital products, you know, I mean, the products that are valued at billions of dollars today, yeah. they all have dark patterns, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is no way a product reaches that scale without dark patterns, right? And I mean, uh, lately dark patterns have been kind of categorized into a few, uh, you know, uh, elements or buckets. Is you know, one is nagging where you keep pushing somebody to you know take a decision yeah. in. And you don't leave that person to that. Uh, then obstruction, we as we talk about unsubscribing from anything. I mean, talk about any product. I mean, it's sort of And look at OTT platforms. I mean, if you've subscribed, you can't unsubscribe from phone. You have to go on yeah. the web. You yeah. can't do it from yeah. smart TV yeah, and all that. And absolutely. everybody's watching smart TVs to you know kind of yeah. you know, watch uh, OTT content. Right? Obstruction is that. Sneaky, I mean, you know, come on, Facebook. At oh, card. God, yeah. Good idea, add to cart. I mean, just go under uh, the carpet and pull out everything that you want, and you don't even let the user know that, hey, I'm reading into your information and all yeah. that, right? Yeah. Interference, where you, where a user is made to do what he's not willing to do or not wanting to do, make him override his decision. I mean, Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, if you even, you know, combine these two, three uh, patterns, there will be a new pattern that comes out, right? Right. And yeah. being sneaky, I think that's one of the key things that has led Absolutely. to so much in yeah. terms of, yeah. I mean, growth for the business, yes, but at what cost? Because yeah. what you've essentially done is sold off data, right. right? Bought someone's life out and then sold it back to them in a fancier package. Right. 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 And then now you, what you're basically doing yeah. is just, you know, building a product that is nothing but a data mining tool and I think something that will or is impacting the vulnerable set of uh, new users is forced action you are forcing somebody to take that action which favors yeah. 
business. you know your business objectives or any any organizational objective right yeah. what we have discussed according to that we can only design ethical products on the cost of business objectives right, right? is that no i don't think so i don't think so because Actually, we always had businesses function without giving up ethics right like see but okay. you have slow growth then uh, if you acquire instead of 100000 users if you decide to acquire 1000 users in the first month right but if you've done it the right way you can be damn sure that this is going to spread of uh, quicker lower drop off lower yeah. drop off right, exactly yeah. more referrals more people coming in because you've built it the right way ethically building it doesn't mean you know you know you're building it for slower growth or slower approach you're building it still using the same processes we use to say the good yes. product just adding one more process which is of, yeah uh, just informing the user impact of the solutions exactly you're just informing the user ethical doesn't have to be so far out as you know like ensuring that everyone is on the right track and all of that it just has to be something as small as hey check this box to let us know whether you want to receive emails from us or check this box to let us know whether yeah. you can we can track you or your data for better uh, you know look at the way airbnb does it it tells you You know yeah, what does exactly, exactly, exactly what yeah. you cannot yeah. do in a yeah it's very simple it's very, it's very I mean, simple which are so many of these uh, you know uh, rentals and aggregation platforms don't do I mean yeah exactly I mean I think I love Airbnb as a product and the way it informs me of my decision making yeah I'm yeah. sure there would be things that uh, Airbnb would have which I've not noticed which could be manipulated but could be could there be. are a lot of things yeah, which we exactly. are also susceptible to yeah, exactly. absolutely you know, Apple user is Apple for all its faults right? right it has made sure that privacy is their front runner oh, they oh, went yes. to war with US government over right. this right privacy and, that's iPhone yeah, yeah this yeah. exactly privacy that's iPhone you yeah. know like if you can say that out loud that alone is enough whatsapp saying your messages are end to end encrypted and again going to war with multiple governments over you know giving them a backdoor to these messages yeah, right. but i think all of that all of that paper i know i mean uh, they made of course there would be a lot of dark patterns in how of course they are as well but with screen time coming up Exactly. Ask, ask exactly. app not to track coming yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, they're enabling kind of us exactly know, as yeah. users. And you know that is exactly what ethical UX is about. It's not about you know oh do the right thing always. It's about help your users take the right decisions. Exactly. And you know just don't be a an informed decision. Informed yeah. decision. That's, what we have to that's it. Them. Yeah. That's all that we have to enable them for. Exactly. Yeah. But let's talk about how do we do that? Like as designers, how do we kind of when do we put our foot down how do we convince these uh, business object uh, people for business objectives yeah. how do we convince people not to grow fast and grow slow i think <laughs> i mean i think it's difficult uh, i think growth pattern is something that can always be uh, uh, achieved with several other things uh, i think ethics won't break that uh, growth pattern there can be more than, more than one way to kind of grow but i think there is a there is something known as ethical mediation that we should bring on the table yeah once uh, you know we uh, you know we're building a product where we get the compliance the business team and the design side of thing where we know you know it's not about just putting a foot down it's about laying out why it is important to do yeah. uh, or design in a way which is say ethical it 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 it's not about overriding anybody's but it's about being collaborative there because i think business side of things also don't realize the importance of being ethical uh, in terms of ux yeah, you know in have we laid them out in front of them i don't know right uh, 
have, have you informed them about dark patterns? Maybe. But see, Dimansho, I think yeah. uh, if we perform ethical UX, right? If we do UX in an ethical way, there would of course be and if there would be an effect on business objectives for sure. There would be, there would be slow growth, yeah. however yeah. slow, but there yeah. would be slow. Yeah. So convincing that, convincing people to do that and go yeah. that way yeah. is going to be difficult. But right. of course, I mean, it, I'm not yeah. saying we shouldn't right. go there, right. but it's, it's going to be difficult. So how do we do that? Like, I mean, of course, understanding our own impact for our own solutions right. makes sense but ultimately business people are going to decide what is good for them and what's not as right. well right, right. right. their right. targets their uh, their revenue targets their users target are all defined with not keeping ethical ux in mind which is why they go for an ethical ways i would say right. i mean yeah. getting more users getting more revenue exactly it's become the norm that's the problem right so as designers it's up to us to actually point it out it's it's you know if you don't call it out it will always be normal exactly so like, that's the problem here if you can put your foot down and say hey you are asking someone uh, in very confusing terms to give give out their data over yeah. here in this section in your uh, uh, when they're signing up or when they when you're onboarding them right don't do that right here use this line instead right uh, we as designers have to put it out there that when something is wrong you call it out and you let them know it's wrong if the business still persists you are at least in the clear that you know you know what i tried as a designer i tried as a human i tried because this is not something that i would want my loved ones to be using right and which is why i am trying to do right by myself as a designer and and others as human beings but where does it fit in in our design process or does it fit in the whole of the design process exactly as i want to say that it is through and through right during the research phase if your client is coming up with some biased opinion about the certain personas that use their products it's up to you to do that research and ensure that the biases are removed and you let them know this is not how your users function then we should also right? have a research on uh, the impact of our solutions like long term solutions I mean, ideally, yeah. ideally, yeah. But the the fact of the matter is, again, it comes back to now a business decision whether or not it's going to be feasible for us as service designers to do it. Because what if they just don't want to continue with us after that, right? They we they have their solution yeah. and they've and they've uh, gone away, right? How do we ensure that we you know either you know tie it in somewhere during our discussion or let them know what the impact is or do it at our end anyway and give them the impact and just hope to God that they use it, right? But a service design company also I mean at least we can do what we can do is that we have ethical values right yeah. at least how we perform business and how we uh, at least among us right uh, we didn't know in a way I would say a couple of years down the line uh, we didn't know that ethical UX is a way to go yeah but today that we know about it it and it's in our values as well even if a client goes we should be fine with it no, of course, of course. Right. No, that's I what mean, I'm if saying. you tell them that this is the impact, and we are, we shouldn't be, we are not with you to design this impact. Yeah, absolutely. If, if they still want to do it, I think we should kind of say. Uh, we can't. Thank you so much. Exactly. No, and that that's what I'm saying. So that is part of the business decision. But thankfully, our business model, along with our design model, is ethical. Right? Yeah. If you align those two together, you'll always find that there is a very clear yes or no. 
right there i mean is, there's there's only so much gray that you can bring in there is no one in this whole product design life cycle or development life cycle for right. for that matter who could raise this topic and who yeah. could make them aware yeah. before they could decide yeah. on something yeah, exactly. it's, it's on us right yeah absolutely because we are the ones who are doing that initial research we are the ones talking to the actual users at the other end as designers you are looking at both ends of that it's only right. us who understand these issues yeah, right exactly right. and now we have like i said our whole uh, industry is based on some psychological facts human behavioral facts that have existed way before like even computers or yeah. mobile phones for that matter right so obviously like these are some hard truths about humanity that we know yeah. and it's up to us to actually convert them into a product that serves right. rather than serves the people rather than the business yeah. right or balances both at the very least yeah right i mean for example for in terms of balancing back in the day for uh, let's say i'm just going to be tangential here and talk about games for example right hmm. back in the day did the concept of a loot box exist when games first came out did you have to go through a loot box to get mario's one up or power up no you you know bonked a brick and you got a little power up and yeah. that's how the games work yeah. nowadays it's pay to win yeah <laughs> and more so in like mobile games and anything else yeah you being nagged to buy coins exactly. and all like it's back to that yeah. exactly you yeah. being nagged as your credit card yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have to double click button yeah. nothing else yeah uh, that's exactly so that is where we have to think about these things yeah. you would have read a lot of news about uh children spending a lakh and deep oh my god yes yeah. say vulnerable vulnerable exactly yeah. are you telling me fortnite doesn't know that it's major majorly its audience is 15 year olds there is no way yeah correct yeah. right? and yet you don't keep those checks in place where right. you go like hey you know are you the credit card holder is there you know like there are two there are there is two factor authentication for your bloody netflix account yaar yeah. you're telling me you can't put one in for uh, a fort buying a fortnite skin yeah right, right? and that's that's how you end up with kids uh, like you said end up with kids uh, send, uh, spending yeah. about a lakh lakh and a half on like useless virtual items spending real money on that right So I think it comes comes to that uh, factor of you know that's that's when you can be coming back to what you said that's when you can be ethical about the way you build something. True, true, right? I mean I think the way the tech is advancing and if we we're missing out on these things that we can't even alert a parent that hey there's a suspicious buy Charge, that yeah, that, yeah. that could happen on your card or your account. I think. who are we fooling right exactly it's definitely Come possible on. and definitely uh, you know certainly should be taken into account while building something the idea is to just highlight the point that as designers it's our responsibility to uh, you know be more uh, aware of how our works our design could impact the yeah. yeah. you know society in general especially a set of users we probably haven't thought of right yeah. so you know i think with that uh, we should kind of wrap up this discussion and yeah. uh, ask our audience you know if they have any viewpoint on ethical ux if they face certain uh, uh, such instances where they have to override their decision with other uh, you know businesses uh, mm-hmm. objectives or compliance objectives and uh, how they dealt with it you know please leave that in comments and we love to hear your feedback this is an all new fo- uh, format of uh, uh, one things podcast and and we'll keep bringing you more exciting stuff and interesting conversations and uh, yeah and i mean one thing yeah which you would want to take away from this podcast would be 
oh, just, you know, uh, just keep like key things in mind. Like you make your app usable, make your uh, privacy a little more sustainable, make your processes overall ethical, ethical yeah. and just, you know, always keep your user in mind yeah. and, you know, all the problems they might be facing and yeah. always look yeah. out for your user before you look out for your business needs. Right. I think those would be the key Basically, takeaways. Basically, just, just one thing if I talk about yeah. is uh, if you have this ethical model integrated to your design process now that's the one thing to start with i would say yeah great point that absolutely yeah, great point that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool yeah, all right thank you guys and <laughs> i think you. it's been fun uh, everyone and uh, do leave your comments as i said and uh, we'll keep bringing you more content more people and great conversations uh, yeah. at thoughtcast one thing if there are some topics you want to talk us yeah i mean we'd love to know uh, if you have as Manik said uh, any more topics for us to discuss or bring in people to discuss it yeah. and uh, stay safe thank you thank you